Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? Can I say something about money and capitalism in general? Yeah, go for it. That's a broken fucking system, right? Oh yeah, easily. Did you read the articles like eight people own half the world now? Yeah. The number, the number of people who have half of the world's money gets smaller and smaller every passing like decade that is that is so disgusting and part of it and here's the thing about those people is um they are and this is not hyperbole they're mostly sociopaths because you kind of have to be they are making physically more money than they could ever possibly spend for the rest of eternal time and they're yes. keeping it. And that's like, well, people hear about like Bill Gates being, um, like, he does a lot of um, philanthropy, uh, charity work. He'll like go, he'll like fly out to the to to this, just like the awful underprivileged places in Africa, look around, see what they need, and then pay for it all and stuff like this. And people say, oh, he's just such a great guy. And it's like, I think that's not it. I think he's a normal guy who has so much money that he started to feel bad about having that much money. But but that's the thing, is at the end of the day, Bill Gates still has more money than he could possibly spend for the rest of time. And like, yeah, it's great. Round of applause for the fact that he's doing all this philanthropic stuff, but he could be doing a thousand percent more and nothing's stopping him. And it's like... Well, and I think it's that little voice in your head, that, like, little bit of doubt that's just like, yeah, but it is your money. Uh, because I get that all the time. I mean, as a not-rich person. But, but and, that's but the, the thing, thing right? Is, is... The, the, the thing is, I think what it comes down to is capitalism, as a societal function, works. And it works for now. But I think we're seeing that it's not going to work forever. And I don't think that straight communism works because I don't think people will want to, like, actually go to work and do work if they don't immediately get something out of it. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be, like, a middle. I was just thinking about how, like, you know, the whole Affordable Care Act thing is about getting medicine sort of out of capitalism a little bit because when you put something people need to survive in in, in a free and, market in such a right in a free market then they, they you just don't fucking get it and when i see that it makes me think okay i would also going along that logic we should also have food that you can just have and maybe housing that you can just have and it makes me think that like, capitalism does work for now, but I want to be in that Star Trek universe, that sort of post-capitalism universe, where you can just have stuff and it's fine. And, there... and, and maybe everybody's not the same, but everybody's okay. I want that really bad. I Every once in a while, I see this, like, shitty take that some—it it, it comes around, like, every other month where somebody posts, you know, if we lived in a world— where everybody had everything, art would die. And that's like their header. And it's like, 
and the whole article is like but when you really think about it we need struggle to create art and every time i read those it's like hey no fuck you yeah there is there is a grain of truth there but the the, the end of it is here's the you thing don't need i need to like go through horrible stuff to create art you can create art because you feel something like yeah here's the thing stephen it's all king internal. Stephen King tripped and fell as a kid and now and and he's still the world's greatest author didn't exactly live the hardest life. I say yes. that in air quotes. That's like a thing that people put on his books. Like you got to respect the fact like I Stephen mean, he, King puts he, out he a is book. A good author. I mean, he just yeah, he's, he writes a lot. <laughs> yeah, Stephen King writes a lot consistently well and like the worst thing that ever happened to him is that he got into a car accident and that was after he was already this prolific author that the entire world knew about. Right, the like other thing fucking. Is that Stephen King definitely doesn't need money. Yeah, and he's still writing. I see a lot. It, it this this idea that like the world is running out of stories to tell. Okay. And 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 it's 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 always a load of bullshit because the the argument is always like oh there's no such thing as uh, an idea being original and there's a whole there's a whole section of philosophy devoted devoted to the idea of originality and what that means and how it's mm-hmm. one of those words that doesn't mean anything but also yeah. means a lot when we can use it mm-hmm. because nothing's original but also you can still combine all of these ideas that exist into something that's a wholly different experience and in its own way that's original and like I said, there's like a whole section of philosophy debates devoted to this conversation. But what I never hear people say mm-hmm. is, why do we tell so many stories from the perspective of white America and not devote any time to these other stories that haven't been told yet or have been told but haven't been told in the spotlight? Mm-hmm. Nobody asks that question. Everybody just complains about the fact that all of these movies have been done before. So, um, this podcast is listed under comedy. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, better fucking do something about that, Andy. Make a fart noise or something. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Beautiful. I love it. We need. We both need to like hang out with other people for five years. I mean, here's the thing. I'm so bad at human interaction. I talked to like three people today, and that exhausted the fuck out of me. If my internet friends would occasionally talk to me, that'd be dandy. Might cut this bit out. We just, but we just had this conversation about like how we never do anything together anymore, and we don't like play games or anything. Yeah, and that was it. Like, I, everybody's like, yeah, we should play more games. And then... Eh. I think we're all in a part of our lives where everything's just so much right now. Okay, but here's the thing. And this is something I have learned uh, partially from doing this, but, like, you can be in a part of your life where everything is so much and then take an hour and just, like, have like have a conversation... And then everything, all that overwhelming shit's still gonna be there, but you can hang out for a bit. That's fine. So I want to talk for a minute. 
about something a bit personal to me. Okay. Have you ever found yourself in the position of having to poop in a stranger's house? Alright, cool. Alright, cool, 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 cool. Because uh, I walk dogs, so yes. Okay, there is a feeling of existential dread anytime Sorry. Sorry. I walk in. I walk into the bathroom of somebody who I know only as far as saying hello to them and maybe asking them where their bathroom is. Okay, so when they're home, too. I would assume. Um, well, see, when I do it, nobody's home. Oh God, I, that I'm, would make me feel even more scared because I'm, I spend. I'm watching the dog. Oh no! You just sit down. You leave the door open. And you say, "I'm gonna destroy this bitch." <laughs> no, <laughs> no. God, I, I feel like I'm in a crime scene. Like, like, I can't touch anything. Everything must be exactly the way it is when I leave and when I enter. Uh, no man, no. What's man, that? That moved two centimeters. I got to move two centimeters back. God, no, 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 this no, is, no, 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 This no, no, is somebody's gotta... private space, and I'm invading it with my body, no, and I have to make no, sure no, I no, don't no, leave no, a trace. No no. no, no, no. The bathroom is a safe place for everybody. The bathroom is never a safe place. This is the least the safe place is... in the world. Oh, what are you talking about? This is the place where you expel all the bad things. That you. the bathroom is the most vulnerable place place in your life. That is where you were at your most able to be murdered. And you're in a stranger's house. You know what? If somebody comes into the bathroom while I'm taking a shit and goes to kill me while I'm taking a shit, we're both going to regret that. Like, it's going to suck for me, but guess what? I just took a huge shit. And that's I, not good for them. They're going, they're, they want to kill you. I feel like they're, they've, they've crossed that line. Across the line. That's the thing is somebody who's willing to murder in a okay. bathroom has already weighed the the pros and cons and thought, no, I'm still going in there. Okay, now. yes, but here's the thing: I have also weighed the pros and cons of going in a bathroom like immediately after somebody else has used it, and I have needed to use that bathroom. I walked in, and went, whoa, 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 and the response is always, what do you think? What do you expect? It smell like roses? And no, I didn't expect it to smell like roses. Gene, do a mercy flush. I once... I'm sorry, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect when, uh... you. That's a very real name that was dropped. Uh, it's uh, one of my sisters. I once... Mostly a joke from when we were kids. If I walk into a public restroom and there is more than two people in there, I will wait. Do you want to use a stall? I will... Like, you're not okay with a stall? I will... No. I will walk out. I will wash my hands. Like, that was what I went in there to do. Walk out okay, okay, and wait. All right. Like, yep, just walked into the public restroom to wash my hands because something happened out there in the world that I needed to come in here for. For a long time, I was like that. And then one day I thought, nope, and I gotta pee. So I'm just gonna imagine that nobody's watching me pee because they're not. And then I peed and I was fine. So here's the thing. Oh, but the troughs? Hey, are you ever into a bathroom with those troughs? Yeah, they're really popular at baseball stadiums for some Uh reason. Yeah, that's awful. I'm not a, I'm not cattle. Please. Cattle don't even do that. So here's here's the thing, Tony. This this ruined my public bathroom experience forever. Uh, did a did like a crazy clown come in and kill somebody and then stall next to you or? Cause, cause, well, I used to be 
like I, I had mild stage fright. I had this worry that yeah, like I had that I'm that sorry. worry that a kid sorry. has that when I'm you're in a bathroom you're just not safe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've always like I've always like, described I it. Be, and I, like I I like flash forwarded to you being like I it was my favorite place. <laughs> no no no. So so I used to dislike public restrooms, but I would like what if there was a stall or a urinal open, I would go and I would do my business and I would leave without making eye contact like a normal person. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I was getting better about the stage fright over time. And then something happened to me in college that ruined it forever. I walked into the bathroom and there was a man standing over the the middle of three urinals, standing in the middle one because he's a terrible person. Already terrible person. Okay. Yep. Uh, understandable. Because if you can have a space between you, you and another person, hey, take, yeah, no, yeah take that chance, man. Come on. So... Already, I'm not, I'm like, this is not good. (laughs) But then my eyes took in the scene. He had spread eagle, his hands over the other two urinals, supporting (laughs) himself on the wall. There were no, like, dividers, Yeah, and his legs were, like, at the limit of the walls. (laughs) And he was, like, making noises between yelling and some other primal instinct. And in that moment, that public restroom was a private restroom, and I walked in when someone was using it. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> walked out. Yeah, okay. And I climbed two stories of this building to a restroom that I knew would be empty. <laughs> and thought, I have to do this all, I have to do this every time now so ever since then mm-hmm. i've been hyper consciously aware of how quickly a public restroom can become a private space <laughs> i hear a big dog and a smaller dog incorrect you hear three small dogs Okay, then one of those dogs really knows how to bark, yeah, or their bark like is this, echoing. Uh, this like low voice. They all have terrible breath. They need some of those. I mean, they're dogs or something. Yeah, but it's bad. It's rank. Oh, like even for dogs. Mm-hmm. Like you can be. Okay. You can be like, like two yards away from them, and think, "Wow, they got bad breath." That's not good. You don't want to be that far away from a dog. Yeah. That. That is not good. So anyway, that ruined me forever. That was a delightful story, and I'm glad to be a part of it. It was the worst. Haunts me. And ever since then, I found myself, like, running into similar situations more and more. Do you want to know something weird? I'm yeah, I'm worried, but sure. No, it's it's not, like, terrible. It's just that I got, I've gotten more comfortable with, like, my body since I moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I think it's entirely, like, self-defense. Because I would always be covered up in, in Ohio. But, like, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable, like, taking off my shirt or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's fucking hot. And if anybody has a problem with it, it is their problem. Because it's hot. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's the whole thing. I have definitely have a very love-hate relationship with my body it's complicated if i had to choose 
a Facebook option. That's what I would pick. Okay. Nobody some, asked you to do that. Nobody wanted you to do well, that. Well, some days I feel good about it. Some days I don't. So, did I ever tell you why I started like exercising and going to the gym? Fucking hell, dude! You cut off um, at the beginning <laughs> of exercising, and again, my mind put in something wildly incorrect, which was ecstasy. <laughs> God, <laughs> I tell you why I started ecstasy. <laughs> Here's the oh, thing. You were bored? Here's the thing, Tony. I was so bored, and I saw colors that you wouldn't even believe. I didn't just see colors, Tony. I looked at places where I looked. I looked at places where I thought I could make that color, but better. I could make a a better color. Blue too. The sequel to Blue. I would watch that movie first. I'd have to see Blue though. I would like, blind. what if What if there was no Blue? What if a movie came out that was just called Blue 2, the sequel to Blue? All right. You know what? No. Uh, what would happen is it would sell very poorly because people would be confused. <laughs> people would be like, well, I haven't seen Blue. Is it okay? <laughs> just say it's part of the you Marvel Cinematic Universe and people will watch it. You have to open it at, like, Sundance or something. Tell me about exercising, Andy. Wow me. So, well, I'm not going to wow you. I'm just going to tell you the reason why I started exercising and why I'm kind of really going all out into learning more about exercising properly. I lower my expectations now that I know I'm not going to be wowed. Okay. Right. So when I heard that Spider-Man was getting rebooted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The the possibility my expectations too much. <laughs> the possibility crossed my mind that the actor they hired to play Spider Man might be my age or younger. Mm-hmm. And I thought the time is now for me to have the ideal Spider Man body. Not because I wanted to audition or anything insane. Right, you just wanted to be spider-man but because i realized i'm old enough to cosplay spider-man this is true oh fuck hey that's a story i don't think i've told what um i went to the phoenix comic con i didn't know that that existed but that sounds awesome um it was pretty cool best part was watching people because all these people had a bunch of cool costumes. Here's the thing about it. I went with my 12-year-old cousin. Mm-hmm. We had a good time. We only went, like, one day. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it was, like, four, I think, like, a long weekend. And this was the first time we'd been to it, so we didn't, like, know where everything was. Yeah. And if I was going to do it again, I would want... I would want to be more aware of, like, the schedule and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was, it was fucking cool. I, um, saw a guy in, like, really good Jack Sparrow cosplay selling mermaid tails. Hmm. Um, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, trying to find my pictures now. There's, um, oh, there were so many, uh, so many Wonder Women. Oh, and little girls dressed as Ray. Oh, that's, Oh, so I... many... So my little girls dressed as Ray. That was great. And and a lot of Moanas, too. 
Yeah, I bet. That sounds awesome. Uh, I really wish I could see that. We met um, Karen Gillian, who is a... She's an actress from Gallivant, and my sister's in a lot... My cousin, rather, is in a lot of... Uh, what what you call them? Musicals. So we've been watching that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad because I knew you would never forgive me. Alan Tudyk was at the con, but we could... We, we, we didn't see him. We never found him. Like, his booth was there and he wasn't there. Oh, my God. Yeah. You missed your chance. You could have brought the story to a conclusion and you missed your chance. I know. You could have walked up to Alan Tudyk and said, I have a friend who's weirdly obsessed with your career as a voice actor and doesn't <laughs> like Firefly. <laughs> uh, I could do that. I could have done that. Dick Van Dyke was there. We also missed him, but like that's I cool. Guess this is this is like the con he goes to because he lives around here now. I've heard like mixed things about Dick Van Dyke as a person when it comes to conventions. Uh, well, like a autograph is like a hundred bucks or something. Jesus. Well, I mean, he is Dick Van Dyke, but still, fuck. He is Dick Van. Like he's Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, come on. Like he's Dick Van Dyke, but also he's Dick Van Dyke. Does he need a hundred dollars? Of course. He but does. also he's Dick Van Dyke. <sighs> It's the Michael Jordan um, issue. Like, yeah, I would pay $100 if I had $100 for an autograph by Michael Jordan. But also, does Michael Jordan need to be charging $100 for an autograph? I feel bad. I wish I had told this story earlier because I would have had better, clearer memories of it. We basically walked around this convention center for a while uh, looking at, like, merchandise and shit. Yeah. Trying to think of, like, a cool thing or a couple of cool things. Here's the thing. Um, I never finished Undertale. That's fine. Um, it didn't grab me like it did a lot of other people. Yeah. Christina loves Undertale. Mm-hmm. So what she would do is she would point out all these characters that these people were dressed as. And they were always Undertale characters. Occasionally they were like anime characters from anime that she had watched that I hadn't. Because mm-hmm. I also do not watch as much anime as she does being a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that was kind of interesting. I think the best part of any of that is, um, I think the best part of cons is seeing people dressed up. But here's the thing, I also went to the, um, when I went to the Ren Fair, I thought the same thing. But the thing about the Ren Fair is that you can always appreciate somebody dressed as a mermaid, even if you don't know what specific mermaid they're dressed as. Okay. Somebody was dressed as a mermaid in a wheelchair, and it was fucking cool. That is cool. Is there... like, so if you see somebody at a Ren Fair dressed like a ranger, you think, oh, that guy's dressed as a ranger. And if he's dressed as a specific ranger, it doesn't matter. Because you recognized he was a ranger. You're at a Ren Fair. If you see somebody dressed as a ranger at a Comic Con, you wonder who the hell he's supposed to be. Is this Aragorn? Is it somebody from a book I haven't read? Is it the guy from that Lord of the Rings fanfiction video game? Maybe. Oh. That game, um really messes with um like the power structure of Tolkien in general like there's just this ghost dude that's like stronger than everybody <laughs> I played that game for about an hour uh huh and something happened in it that I thought was super cool and it's I pressed a button to deflect like an attack mm-hmm. but I was being attacked by two different enemies at the same time so what happened is the char- the the character like like went to deflect like one of the orcs and then the ghost guy like 
like separated himself at the hip and deflected the other attack. Okay. And I was like, that's cool. Why isn't the ghost just fighting on his own all the time? That's and then like, I stopped playing like, the game because I couldn't get over it. You're you're very powerful. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I would, I would like see a wizard and try to figure out which wizard it was instead of like appreciating the wizard. <laughs> we should all appreciate the wizard that we have. I don't know. I feel like we could do the better than Gandalf. You know. Gandalf's pretty cool. Gandalf's pretty cool. I mean, we can do better than Gandalf, but we should appreciate the wizard that we have, Andy. Dick. What if I want to appreciate a different wizard? Go fuck yourself. Alright, let me just throw out the name of a wizard, and then we'll see how you feel about it. So I also got this picture of this, like, sort of tattooing tableau they set up, which is like that, that, those, those, those metal towers that you see and some Ewoks, and BB-8, and fucking weirdly, the skeletons of Uncle Owen and Aunt Pew. Wait, what? I will send you this picture. Um, maybe if I think of it, I'll put it in the show notes, even, because it's just... Amazing. It's like... <laughs> they're like so out of place. And I remember joking, like, taking the picture. I can't believe it's Uncle Owen and Aunt Peter. This is fucking weird. Uh, That's amazing. I want only that. I don't own any uh, Star Wars action figures or anything, but or any, like, merchandise. At royalty I, underscore valens. I would tweet. only want this. I'm, I'm so excited to see this shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is fucking incredible. Isn't it, though? (laughs) (laughs) I have, I've always, I've wanted, I've always wanted to buy a posable, like, medical school skeleton. Okay. Like, they have ones that, like, can stand on their own. They're, like, hard jointed. And the reason... I don't love that, but okay. and, And the reason I want one is, uh... Is so that I can dress it up and leave it like in my room whenever I'm gone. <laughs> That's it. I just think that'd be fun. Okay. That that, that would works. probably be fun for the rest of my life. That would be pretty fun. I would never I get tired of it. Agree. I'd leave it in my car because I walk a lot. So you could put it in the passenger seat and go into the um the um yeah the stroke died. <laughs> <laughs> Carpool lane. There it is. Ah, there you go. I feel like I would get ticketed faster, though, because the cops would see a photo of a man in the carpool lane with a skeleton in the passenger seat and be like, okay, we need to follow up on that. That's That's got to be illegal somehow, right? I mean, no. It's part of, that's, that's all in the up and up. Okay, uh... well, <laughs> you've been listening to direct video... DVD extras. I have been Tony Robusto. And I have been Andres. One day we'll be Spider-Man Reyes. So close. It's going to be great. I believe in you. You can find me at TheaterBats on Twitter. Uh, Or you can go to my website at inspiredbytrunnerevents.org. I'm fucking going to plug that more. Yes, definitely. Read his webcomic. It's hilarious when I read it. Uh, you can find me at royalty underscore valens. 
or uh, uh hmm. I think that's it. No that's all place? I do. No, that's all no. I got. It's the only place. It's my abode. Disappointing. Occasionally, I'll uh, I'll I post funny things on Twitter, and occasionally I post weird lawyer fanfiction on Twitter. Uh, you can find the podcast at directu.video. Uh, I want to put more videos up, especially of. There's like a lot of good stuff we did in the Wizard of Oz that can be sort of like grabbed and put into a, a little, a little, uh, what do you call it? Like it's not little thing. bits. Yeah, yeah. I would love to. I I want to do that. I just never have any free time. Please remember to uh, leave a review for us either on Google Play or iTunes or wherever you get your local podcasts. Because fuck you, Tony. I'm gonna keep <laughs> saying that. Saying. I like the phrase. <laughs> local podcasts. Right. I think it's a good phrase. It's, it's nonsense. Um, the internet is nonsense. The internet is nonsense. We just talked about nonsense for two and a half hours. The internet is nonsense. We talked about nonsense. I'm the ghost of John Smith. Good night, everybody. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What, what? Thank you, Lee Rosevere from Penguins on Parade. Damn it. I'm the ghost of John Smith. Wait, fuck, that's not it. Yeah, you fucking can't do it. I did it. No. <laughs> Shit, I, I can't do... Ah, fuck it. <laughs>